Uh, we're going to dive into the Lakers here in a second with uh, Om Young Masuk covers the Lakers uh, and the NBA for ESPN. Um, but so I, during the break, you know, everybody's doing shopping season. Om Brian Kamenetsky, Demarco Far, Om yep. Young Masuk, and I was looking at, at the Quip, the toothbrush, because you know, Travis has been talking about it a lot. So I looked it up, and one of the the features that it has is that it's it's shower safe. Are you a brush your teeth in the shower kind of? Oh guy? yeah, absolutely. What? Efficient, yeah, man. So you 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 take your toothbrush into the shower, yes. Brush your teeth and then step out and put your toothbrush away. Or are you putting your toothbrush down little, somewhere in a nasty corner? A little shower? hook, a little hook in there. <laughs> so your tooth- it doesn't touch anything. Your nasty. toothbrush, <laughs> yeah, your yeah. toothbrush never leaves the shower. No, I bring it back out with me, but I take it in there. So you're, okay. you're yeah. spitting down into the drain, right into the drain. Is 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 there a problem? Um, uh, I mean, look. What I mean, come it's a, on. It's a, it's a it's a shower drain. Yeah, exactly. Right. People drain worse than spit. So nobody's nobody's taking a bath in your bathroom. No. Next question. No (laughs) No. one's taking a bath in your bathroom. Not in the shower part. No. No. This this mic here. Same thing in my house. I I brush my teeth outside the shower, then I hop in. But my wife and uh, sons, they brush their teeth in the shower. Yes. Do you pee in wow. the shower? Tomorrow? Look, man. We're on the radio. Come on. Now. I'm not going to say That's a yes. What a, that is a yes. yes. What do most people do when warm, water, when warm water hits them, right? Wow. What kind of question is that? <laughs> Instantly. No matter where you are. If you're a healthy, hydrated person, of course. Well, I have to say that. But I mean, only at home. And I'm not. I, not I, at someone else's house. You know, as yeah. I've gotten older, I realize how OCD I am, and I just I can't have my toothbrush Do in the you shower. Really? Brush okay. Your teeth in the shower. <laughs> yes. But but this toothbrush that you're looking into, I think I've heard of it. Like, well, of course, if you've been listening to ESPN yes. LA 710, yes. what's it called? It's called the Quip. And I'm I got to be honest with okay. you, this, I I don't get paid for this. Travis does. I don't get paid for this. It's a cool looking toothbrush. Like this thing looks awesome, and I think I'm going to order some for my family. Q-U-I-P? Q-U-I-P. Okay. Getquip.com. So you're not done with your Christmas shopping yet? Heck no. I'm always Christmas shopping. Are you done? I'm done. You're done? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I might have like a couple more relatives. All do, online, or did you go? For the main people. No, I actually, I'm old school. I you, like to do my shopping look. in okay. person. Yeah. I need, to get, I need to come up with a bicycle between now and then. Part of the problem is my, my oldest, his birthday is December 24th. Oh, so wow. there's a lot to get oh, done. Wow. And we just had is a baby a too. So poor kid. He's okay. no, he's cool with it because we call December Benapalooza because oh, we do cool. we do Hanukkah as well. Mm. So he gets Hanukkah, Christmas, and his birthday. And so, like the whole month is basically dedicated to let's get Ben things. So no one is saying here's it's one just, thing for the two days in a row. No, yeah. the issue would be when he gets older. And he wants to go to Vegas with his buddies. <laughs> right. But all his buddies will be with their family for Christmas. Yeah, and I, I will say this. Like, Ooh. his birthday party <laughs> or Hanukkah, year, you know. Like, he, he wanted to do... Like, we have, some of this is just we've, we've got, we, we have a newborn in the house and everything goes by the wayside. But, like, he was like, I want to do, like, a laser tag party. He's really a, a, a oh, sweet like kid who's yeah. not... He's not spoiled. He doesn't complain. Like we say, you can have four kids. He's okay, and he'll figure it out. And his only concern is like, who do I leave off my lip? But Aww. like, he's not going to argue or like get all spoiled about. It. But like, he kind of forgot about it, and we kind of stopped reminding him about it <laughs> because like 
everything yeah. around this time of year. So it's so much. Wait, wow. is, is laser tag the same as when we were growing up? I'm assuming Basically, you were probably around the same age. It's improved. So like I'm it's 23. Like, How old are you? <laughs> I, I'm going to shock you where I'm, I'm 45. Okay. So I'm a 73 baby, but I remember like in the 80s we had laser tag. Yeah. There's absolutely. no way laser tag today is the same way. Same it basic kind of concept. Is, it's just better now. It's a little more accurate. Yeah, yeah. But what they have are like these indoor courses where you just run around and like yeah. you know they have it all built up and the lights are out and you know it keeps track of stuff and Do they make yeah. it like vrs or like virtual reality or no anything? no no it's just it's reality the same reality. school same deal yeah mm. i'd rather do that than paintball paintball yeah. hurts paintball hurts. there's yeah, you there's literally other than like put a gun to my head like an actual not right. a paintball gun any way you could get me to do that anymore in my life ever my my barber actually is really hardcore into paintball and every time i go get a haircut we talk about it and he's he's getting better like every weekend like he and his brother yeah are like that come up with like strategies and stuff like that now it's hardcore we got trapped by a bunch of commandos once it was like ridiculous yeah. this is dumb that's i quit i was asking him, i was like how can you differentiate when you're going on a course you don't know if you're with former military dudes right. or not you know, and he's find, like oh no you, yeah you you, you can find see instantly quickly. the way they move yes <laughs> you find out very quickly like there's nothing like commando about me i'm not a like you know coaches talk about it like this you want you want you want a roster full of foxhole guys? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm a That's foxhole. Guy. I don't think I'm a foxhole guy. And I certainly wouldn't have been in an actual foxhole. Like I would not have had so a lot to offer. You're not going to have my six. Is that what they say? They, yeah, they say whatever that? it is. Yeah. But like you know what? I'd be, I'd be good at ops. I'd be good. You know what? I'd be you're really the guy, good. You're the I'd be guy. Good at propaganda. Oh, you're that guy. I'd be the okay. guy writing you the, the newspaper. You wouldn't at least be the guy that would be good. Like you know, in the in the whatever they call it, in the command war center, basically. I could be maybe that. You know who I'd probably would have been. Is I wouldn't the guy, want him giving me orders. Is the guy who is the cautionary tale for all the other guys who are joining the platoon. Oh my god! Like that they tell you about the story about that guy. We didn't even have a chance to learn his name. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that probably would have wow. been me. <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? I don't know. Brighton Beach memoirs. Yeah. Learning a lot about you. Wow, like, big time. Not all of us can be. I want Anthony people. Davis, by the way. So what's the deal with that? I want Anthony Davis. Windhorse is uh, getting everybody all riled up. I can up. care less and how many people I make mad. That's what that's what Brian does. Yes. That's what Brian does. I really liked uh, what, what Brian pointed out in an article today was that little the little uh, kind of thing about the contract and how if the Lakers want to try and – or anybody who wants to try and pounce on Anthony Davis, now would be the time to try and get a, a step ahead of the Celtics because they have Kyrie Irving and right. you can't have those two, so, two guys. Right, the rule the, is yeah. Kyrie's got what, – what do they call it? The It's it's not the Supermax, it but it's, it's yeah. the designated player contract or whatever it is where basically like you're like the starriest of the stars on your team. You can't you have two? Extra, can't have two. Okay, fair enough. And so – Kyrie though is a free agent at the end of the Kinda year. Kind of like that rule. Once July one comes around, he's not technically on the team anymore. You could acquire Anthony Davis that way and then re-sign Kyrie, yeah. who has said he wants to to be a Celtic. I get that. I get why, like you, the idea of trying to get ahead of it. What I don't understand in that, and 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 Windy, to his credit, I thought you were going to play the noise again. I kind of like it. <laughs> um, uh, every time, Brian you say, every time you say Brian Windhorst, um, do you play the sound? What's that? Brian Windhorst. I don't... Oh, the one... <laughs> it's a... <laughs> oh, oh, you want me to play it? Oh, okay. Yeah. This is why... I, I, I was actually playing that for Anthony Davis. Oh, yeah. there okay. You go. I thought that was like your sound effect for Windhorst. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, all right, uh, Designated like players. That, that right. is what That's the one. Uh, by the way, to, by tomorrow, man, you and me are going to be... We're oh, great. So and, and Wendy's supposed to be in tomorrow, too. No. So. Is he really? Ooh, He's awesome. banned from... Can't wait to be lit. 
He's banned? He's banned from Mason and Ireland. Why is he banned from Mason and Ireland? Uh, what happened? What I missed? Steve, basically, because Steve thinks he takes himself too seriously. <laughs> Winhorst. So Mason banned him. Mason banned him. So it's nothing he's really done. It's just Mason doesn't I, not like it. as far it. as I know. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Okay. I we'll I like ask him. him because yeah. I, I don't know if he even knows. Um, you know what that means for this show. <laughs> <laughs> I think he does know, though. Um, he's probably hurt. Uh, I, I I don't know if he's hurt. <laughs> but, but he 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 knows. Every other day, yeah. So, but the part that I don't understand, and Brian pointed this out though, is why the the Pelicans would move him before Boston has a chance to put together their best offer. The uh, only way they would do that is if you know Rich Paul and Anthony Davis make it absolutely clear he wants to be moved to the Lakers and nowhere else, and he's not going to cooperate, and he's going to start to make things difficult. As Over the years sort of like when I've Jimmy covered Butler. the NBA, one thing players do not like to do, star players, is they don't like to be the bad guy. They don't want a fan base to turn on them. But eventually, if they are to be traded to where they want to be, they have to do that, and they know that. They, it's the one thing they hate doing. So they try to have their agent go you know, behind back channels and things like that, go through the media, stuff like that. Um, but if Anthony Davis wants to get to the Lakers and Rich Paul wants that and LeBron wants that and they are not going to have to – they're going to try and go before the Celtics can contend with throwing all those assets that they have at New Orleans, they're going to have to get – it's going to have to get ugly. That, in my opinion, that's the that would have to be what would have to take. You're going to have to turn on Anthony Davis in New Orleans. Well, Anthony, Anthony Davis have would have to turn, to turn on, on New Orleans. Turn on them, yes. like like say I want to. I just I don't want to be here. Yeah, I, I feel like that's the way it would have to be. Now in today's NBA, if you've noticed recently, guys who have tried to dictate their way to teams, it's not working out that way. You look at Paul George. You look at uh, Kawhi Leonard. Um, you know, teams are going to do what's in their best interest to get the best assets possible, and that's smart. And then, you know, these other teams are going to have to try and convince that guy to stay. Uh, when I talked to somebody, uh, a high-ranking person in the Lakers a couple weeks ago about, are you guys going to make a move come December 15th when a lot of their one-year guys can be traded? And I was told, like, now that the Lakers have LeBron James, the Lakers can see what fits around LeBron and what doesn't. And they now, there's a thinking, perhaps, that, you know what? Maybe we do have to go trade for a guy to get him in as opposed to taking a chance in free agency and seeing if that guy will come. Because I do think there's a lesson to be learned with what happened with Paul George. What do you have to give up to get him? Well, you're going like, to have I mean, the Lakers would have to give up. All of the things. Yes, all of the things. Like, like what does that mean? All, all of, of name, everybody. Name a, name a yeah. thing. Everybody outside start, of LeBron. Go ahead and name a thing. Uh, Lonzo Ball. That, yes. Ingram. Kyle, yes. Kyle Kuzma. Yes. All Josh of Hart. it. All, all of it has to go for yeah. all of the And things. picks. I still want him. All yeah. of the things. I think he's that good. He Am I wrong? Yeah. No, he is. He is. Yeah. And and when when healthy, uh, this guy is, and he's th- this young, he is going to be the best player in the NBA. You can make the argument for Giannis. Giannis is definitely up there. Giannis has stayed healthier. I think that's the big We've never seen a big man like Anthony Davis do the things he does. He plays like a shooting guard at a big man body. He's only going to get better. He shoots threes now. He rebounds. He defends. He scores inside. He can dribble. I mean, the guy does everything. Will be the best player in the game at some point? Yes. When LeBron cycles out? Yes. All right. You. So we, we got this, and you, all, you just said something on that was really interesting about the idea of seeing who fits next to LeBron. I want to ask you how patient they're being with that process because there's been a lot of different signals that are coming out of it. So more on Anthony Davis, more on who fits with LeBron. Uh, Brian Kamensky 
uh, DeMarco Farr, yeah. Om Young the Sook, Sedano Show, ESPN LA. We'll tell it's you ordered. when the pizza's coming after we tell you this holiday shopping tip. Yes, people are still doing their holiday shopping. When in doubt, go with beer. The Dudes Brewing Company is now selling, DeMarco agrees, their tasty craft cans online at thedudesbrew.com. They'll even ship your order overnight anywhere in California. Visit thedudesbrew.com today. Happy holidays, dudes. ESPN LA. All right, quick update on democracy at work. Do you brush your teeth in the shower? I tell you, Mike Pearson and DeMarco Farr talking about this like it, like we were idiots for even bringing up the question. <laughs> America disagrees with you. What? I wasn't talking like you guys were idiots. I'm just telling you what I do. What? I could 70, care less. 72% of America says no, they do not brush their teeth in the shower. Yeah, I don't either. But I'm saying the. Oh, I thought you yeah. said you did. No, I don't. My wife and kids. Oh, do. right. Yeah. Well, I they do. clearly didn't vote. Yeah. Are there, are there, <laughs> tooth, are there toothbrushes in the shower? Yeah. There That's are. They weird. leave them yeah. in the shower. Yeah. Okay, I don't do that. I thought you said you had so a hook. do they have a sink toothbrush I mean, while I'm taking the shower, shower I put toothbrush? it on the hook, and then I bring it out with me. Yeah. Do they have two toothbrushes, one for the sink and one for the shower? There's like a area you can put it up high, you know? Yeah. But what do they do at nighttime? Get it out of the shower and bring it back to the sink and then put it back in the no shower? I have no idea. I didn't go out and come on. <laughs> now, let me qualify real quick. If it hits a certain area in the shower, I get a new one. Get what I'm saying? What if, like, you're, you, br- you know, you brushing the you're wrong shampooing thing? your hair and stuff gets on your toothbrush? Shampoo, okay. Or soap? Soap, fine. But if it hits the ground in a certain area, new toothbrush. Well, yeah, because you didn't near deny the, what else you also do in the shower. The I'm right. just telling you, I'm giving you parameters. I'm giving you parameters. What is your annual toothbrush budget, given this uh, policy? At least How many extra toothbrushes a year do you think you have to buy? At least six a year. Okay, you, so you're, buying extra, months, every, you're buying an extra one because yes. it's like, oh, that one had a good every life. Every couple of months, we, we, we get a new one. All yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, well, so continue voting. We do appreciate democracy uh, on the yes. show. Uh, currently 71% now. Uh, no, I do not brush my teeth in the shower. Um, Om young joins us. We take on the heart, the tough issues. Here. Big time. Uh, Maybe most of those people just don't shower. They just brush their teeth and go. You know? I don't think that's a fair thing to brand people with. If you joking, t- I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Are you filthy? Um, so... This question of like what happened, like what do you do around LeBron? Because all of a sudden the Western Conference is open, and like you know, some weird happens to Steph Curry around playoff time. Golden State isn't quite as bulletproof. We've seen that, um, and the Lakers, when they're healthy at least, look like a team that can play basically with pretty much anybody. So what happens? Brandon Ingram's coming back on on Friday, that is at least is expected to. I still think this is a. A work in progress. Right. I, I know Laker fans may not want to hear that, um, but Kyle Kuzma, if you look in these last few games with Brandon Ingram out, has gotten into a groove, has gotten into a rhythm. That is about to change with Brandon Ingram coming back. Once Brandon Ingram comes back, Brandon Ingram has to get back, which he never even had found yet, which no. is the rhythm and groove. Defensively, they kind of figured out something, yes. but offensively, no, not really. Right. And so he's got to figure out. And now Lonzo Ball is about to get his rhythm uh, disrupted a bit with Rajon Rondo coming back. So do you get the impression at all that the Lakers have made evaluations about who fits next to LeBron and what they have to do already? Or do you really think they look at it as, okay, we'll wait and see how this plays out? I think they. I think that it's twofold. I do think they are looking at Brandon Ingram and thinking, 
okay, look, compare his numbers to other guys that are stars now in their third year and see that the numbers are comparable. But at the same time, they are have they are and maybe have developed um, you know, their observations so far of what's going to work and what's not, because we are what? How many games into the season are we now? 18 and 13. Yeah. So 30, 41, 31. Yeah. I was told there would be no math. And then, and we've had this, I've, I've had this discussion with people at what point b- before the season started, do you say you can get a realistic impression of what a team is going to be? Um, I've always thought it was above 30 games, uh, especially for a team that's had injuries. This team has had injuries. We cannot come to any firm conclusion about the Lakers because they've just been disrupted too much by well, I injuries. Think, I think if you're going to come to any conclusion is it's when they're healthy, they're pretty good. Yes. They, they, they tend to win when they're, when they're intact. Yeah, but but they can also still lose to teams that they should be beating. And when they lose, they sometimes lose spectacularly. Does yesterday yeah. count? Because uh, look, yeah, it was. It's been a long road trip. No Javale McGee, um, no Brandon Ingram, no Rondo. Uh, and the the people forget the Brooklyn Nets are probably the hottest team in the NBA right now. They are playing very very row. well, yeah. and they play hard. The Lakers play hard too, but I still think that should have been a game that the Lakers should have won. You know, when you have LeBron James, and yes, I get it. Their defense is taking a step back with Javale McGee out, who has been who has exceeded everybody's expectations. Um, when you take Javale McGee out, and I know you guys were talking about this earlier, there are guys that that, that know that if a man beats them, Javale McGee is going to come over and probably try to erase that mistake. Right. Um, Javale McGee, almost to a fault, has tried to block every shot. He's on a one-year contract, and you have to remember from his standpoint that he's looking for a next deal, and he's going to try to lead the league in blocks. He's going to try and establish his worth, almost to a fault. Sometimes he leaves his man too many times, and he'll go for a block. But when you don't have Jamel McGee there anymore, and Tyson Chandler does do a lot of things that Jamel McGee does, but, but you know, there's going to be Even slippage. if he does it just as well, he, which he doesn't, he can only do it for 18 minutes a game, 20 yeah. minutes a game, 25 if you really push it. I just what what I think is fascinating is like the defensive side is where Ingram has actually made the biggest difference, and when you take him away, we saw on this road trip, um, like they don't have that guy, the extra guy, like to put length on John Wall. Let's try yeah. that. Yeah, and if it, you, you notice, know. and you notice this, a lot of times you'll see Brandon Ingram pick up the point guard three like almost right after half court. And then he puts out his arms and is super long, right? To try, like, like right in front of the point guard. <laughs> now, quicker point guards have gotten by him. <laughs> that but is the sound condors make. Tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> a little, little Jurassic Park. Don't, yeah, don't, wow. that's exactly the sound. <laughs> Prove to me that's not wow. the sound a condor makes. Okay. Uh, but, yes, you're right. That is one thing that they are missing. That length, that extra guy that they can throw on somebody. Because, look, John Wall from the get-go in that Wizards game, I was there, uh, put it into fifth gear. And the Lakers were never able to kind of get onto his speed. Yeah. this is. Uh, I um, the, the, the debate that seems to be, at least with Lakers fans, is almost like you have to choose between Ingram and Kuzma. And what's fascinating to me about this is like three weeks ago, you know, before December started and before Kuzma just started crushing it, he was not playing well. Mm-hmm. You go back to it, his shooting numbers in November were terrible and his defense was probably worse. Yeah. Now he looks awesome. Um, and so, which is great. And his it, playmaking, and his assists. His playmaking, assists, yeah. the defense, the attention to that defense. But I don't think he can defend as well when Ingram's not there. So, like, when the Lakers try to figure out who fits and who doesn't fit, my question is always whether it's Brandon Ingram. Okay, 
doesn't fit, fine. What do you replace him with? Luke Walton, not Magic's guy. We heard Woj and, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and Zach Lowe talking about that. What do you replace him with? And so that's the part like that I, with Magic that I don't know if he's got that far. Like, Do you get the impression with Magic that he is not just thinking about, I want change, but I want change and I want that guy? Like, I know what I want. I want him. I do think Magic Johnson in his private moments has thought about what he wants and what he will do or would do if things don't go the way he wants to. Okay. I want to know what those things are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll talk about that next. Brian Kamensky, DeMarco Farr, in for Sedano. Om Young Masuk covers the uh, the Lakers and the NBA for ESPN. He's in studio with us, uh, ESPN LA. All right, Sedano Show, Brian Kamenetsky, DeMarco Farr, joined in studio by uh, Om Young Masuk, covers the Lakers and the uh, the NBA for ESPN. And he does we not will, brush his teeth in the shower. No, he does not. And we will. I soon... do brush my teeth, though, a lot. Yes, frequently. Sometimes multiple times a day from what we <laughs> sources. Uh, and we will soon also be joined in, uh, by a pizza. Very soon. Very soon. Yeah. Uh, currently, and we, this is actually, this poll is getting a lot of traffic. Uh, 72%. So no on do you brush your teeth in the shower, holding steady with a very strong lead. But that means there's 28%? 28% of America. Okay, that's pretty good. And I always assume that this yeah. is our Twitter feed is a slice of America. Of course. It's not just local. How, how many states. total votes on that one? Well, we're going to have to get into it that deep, no, you know? Take a guess. I'm, I'm going to say, because you just posted it probably about 20 minutes ago, um, uh, 300? DeMarco? Uh, 301. This isn't the price is right. But DeMarco wins. 368. Okay. So there you go. Okay. Good stuff. Democracy. Um, all right. So um, the the other thing that's We were going firing on, Luke Walton. We were firing yes. Luke Walton. Um, if, if Magic wants a Pat Riley type, mm-hmm. is this similar to kind of... We think we can get whatever coach that we want from wherever in the same way that they still feel very confident that they will find one of these big free agents to come this summer. Or do you get any sense even that they're maybe having to come up with a little plan B action about some of these free agents given some of the news that's been out? Look, I don't think the Lakers are actively or Magic Johnson's actively looking for a replacement for Luke Walton right now. Let's let's be clear on that. Um, I think Luke Walton is doing a good a great job. Okay, people might not people might be critical of Luke Walton based on whatever have you how he coaches in the last five minutes or his rotations and things like that. I know Laker fans like to be critical of Luke Walton, but you would take where they're at right now. Sure. Uh, with all the injuries they've had, with all the new guys they've had to incorporate, um, I think the Lakers have looked pretty good at times, better than expected this early. So I think Luke Walton has done an outstanding job because coming into this season, I had multiple people tell me at uh, at Summer League and even after Summer League, Luke Walton probably has the toughest job in the NBA because not only did he have to coach LeBron, which comes with a certain challenges, yes, uh, uh, most coaches would sign up to coach the best player in the league. But of course, LeBron has challenges within himself that he brings with, you know, just the attention and all the, uh, the drama and things like that that just happen to come with LeBron. 
And then he has a bunch of one-year vets that he has to coach, not just one-year vets, but an eclectic bunch of Rondo, Beasley, uh, McGee, Lance Stevenson, that a lot of people thought, I had one coach tell me, most coaches get one or two of those guys, not four of them, right. okay? And four <laughs> all-time guys like that, right. okay? Um, and they're not even necessarily like, so that they're bad guys, no. or like, you know, locker room kids, but they're... Yeah. they're but, Unpredictable, but potential landmines yeah. that could blow up. Right, because okay? if there were no other reason, then they want to play. And then on top of not. that, he had to oversee the development of the four young guys. Okay, and mash that all together. He's done a terrific job. But what I was saying earlier is, I think if things were to go bad and if things weren't to work out the way Magic Johnson of envisions this team and he has made it very clear that he thinks that this Laker team when it comes together will make noise in the playoffs how far is that we don't know but I would think Magic thinks at least they're going to get to the second round he wants to see them in at least the second round is my impression Okay, I don't think that's unreasonable I think if you look at where the West is right now outside of Golden State you know, Houston looks like they're starting to get it back to weather, but like Utah still no. can't get it together. The Clippers are starting to slip. Uh, Denver, I think, is legitimate, but Portland's been up and down. Like, there's Who did no... you beat in the first round? I think if you can get a top four seed, you're playing. You know, a Portland, you're playing a team like is that. It, you, you isn't know? it the weirdest thing that the West? We look at the West standings and we go, like, God, the Western Conference is ridiculous. It's like the, you know, four games separates everybody, right? But at the same time, if you're Magic and Rob, you're probably looking at it as also. There's an opportunity here from us. I agree. The Houston Absolutely. Rockets are struggling. Uh, Utah is not what Utah's be. Oklahoma City is doing very well, but Golden State looks kind of vulnerable. Maybe we should, and, you, and, you, and I'm sure LeBron is thinking the same thing. Uh, that's the that's what's that's where I think the Brian Windhorst report today about Anthony Davis starts to become like this thing. The Trevor Ariza talk started to become like a thing. Like it's not just about. You know, Ariza helps. Like they could do something this year because, like I said, Durant wrong injury, wrong time. You know, Draymond is hurt in the playoffs. I'd still pick Golden State. You know, he's put four All Stars, and then you know if Boogie can play fifteen minutes a night by the finals, like okay, you're probably not going to beat that. But you know, LeBron won a game. You know, almost basically won a game off of him last year by himself, right? Yeah. I mean, if I'm I get my series mixed up, but he did it. Yeah. Like. They're, you know, Houston had them on the ropes. They're not totally invulnerable. And meanwhile, everybody else has kind of come back to the pack. I, I, that, does that, does that make it better or worse for this year? Because on the one hand, having that development year where you can kind of see how it works. And if we make the second round of the playoffs, it looks good. And we can figure, and then at the end of the season, we'll take stock or whatever. Now, all of a sudden, if you have a chance to kind of do something, you don't give yourself 82 games to figure out what this is. You've got 60 games or 50 games, and it becomes a lot harder. This is the catch-22 with the Lakers, and I've always felt this way when they kept saying, oh, LeBron signed a four-year deal. He's going to be patient. He understands the plan of developing these guys. But LeBron is used to contending every year. He's used to getting to the finals. And I know he's in the Western Conference right now, but LeBron has to be looking at it, and he's like, my clock is ticking of how many how many years I have left of playing at this level I want to win now. I see the opportunity. Let's let's try to make this Laker team as good as possible. And and there are going to be times when LeBron is impatient. LeBron has admitted that himself at the beginning of the year that he has to check himself every now and then. So it's going to be really difficult for LeBron. And you know, if LeBron's feeling that, 
You know Magic Johnson's feeling that. Oh, well, Magic, 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 Magic is as competitive year. as yeah. he was when he played. And Magic, when he watches these games, you know he's getting upset at little things that he sees. Magic wants to win every game. When you guys won, that season nobody thought you could be any good, especially after uh, Trent Green got hurt. Right did, did outside you, the building, yeah. Right? Did any did, did you guys in the building? Do you think you were that good? Like we, were, we did have Marshall. He's good. And Orlando Pace. Okay, and Isaac good. Bruce. And right. Tori Holt. Tori Holt. So and a you pretty guys good defense. weren't necessarily surprised. No. We knew we were going to be good. Your expectations. Like, is that. If, if the Lakers came into the season, like, the, I, I think everybody did kind of buy the idea. Okay, look. Golden State's going to be too good. Houston's going to be too good. Are they Even coming they back down well, to Earth? The Warriors are coming back down to earth now? No. No, oh, okay. I actually think they're about to hit their stride. Oh, okay. But, but then that was they, news to me. Weird right. stuff. Yeah. But, they're, but the problem was, at the beginning of the season, you look at it and you say, well, Golden State's going to be too good, and Houston's going to be too good, and Utah's probably going to be too good, and Oklahoma City might be too good. Uh, I mean, you start going four or five teams. The Lakers could win 48, 49 games, which look you know a massive improvement, and not have a really good chance to, to make a Western Conference final. Right. Now... Because you know the the Western Conference is so competitive and so wide open, there's no team that you look at and say the Lakers can't play with those guys, except for a healthy Golden State team. So right? You, well, who you can? set them aside and you look at the rest of the conference and, and you, go, you have a shot. And if you can get to the Western Conference Finals, somebody twists. Houston's an ankle. not dead right. though. No, I think they're, they're no. Be yeah, fun. they're not dead. But they don't. But they don't diminished. unless they make some moves. They are not going to be as tough. Uh, they lost toughness yeah, in yeah. losing Emba Mute and Trevor Reza. Um, they they lost those guys that they missed that, their window. Yeah, they yeah. lost some serious glue guys that they needed. Well, and it, and well you it's said harder for Harden to harden in the playoffs. LeBron is competitive and he wants to win every year, but he had to know coming here, you're going to have to dial it back some. Yes. This is a project. Yeah, but like I said earlier when I talked yeah. to one Laker person who said, now that we know what it's like with LeBron, I think once LeBron got in here and he saw these young kids and maybe he sees things he likes and he certainly sees some things that he probably doesn't like, but I think he sees the potential of what he can do in the Western Conference and he probably wants to prove everybody that, hey, everybody's not saying, you know, people are saying the Lakers aren't going to get to the finals. Maybe I can try and get them to the Western Conference and prove, prove some people wrong. We have this opportunity. He's going to want to win. He wants to win now. All right. I want to do, I want to do an exercise with you um, when, we, when we come back that I like to do with a lot of people that involves trading the young guys <laughs> and trying to figure out which ones of these dudes are going to get you, Anthony Davis or whoever else it might be. We'll do that when we come back. Om Young Masuk sitting in with us. Brian Kamenetsky, DeMarco Farsodano Show, ESPN LA. Hey, where's my S curl? See, this hey. is real music. I need some activator. Okay. Real music, yeah, man. Real R and B. The this kids is, don't know about this, this today. Not, cross this colors. <laughs> we were in cross colors then, right? Yes. And Doc hey, Martin. Hey, Brian. When the, when the kids go to sleep tonight, you throw this on. You, you and the wife. That's right. Just ignore the baby in the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot you got a new baby, newborn. Baby, wow. don't, baby, don't worry about baby. Baby. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Be fine. Yeah, this is, fine. she would laugh me out of the room. <laughs> I just, she asked two questions: Where did you find this, and why did you think this would work? Just come in with some wine, you know. Just. See, DeMarco, DeMarco knows when this song came out. That's how out, I got the baby yeah. in the room. When Let's Chill <laughs> yeah. came out, we were in house parties. Yes. You know what I mean? This was a message song. Yeah. yeah. This this meant we're going to the next level. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. here. You didn't dance with just anybody to this song. This is not my R&B. This is not my kind of R&B. 
I like R&B, but like, this is what year is it? Om Young Masuk joining us in the studio. Brian Kamenetsky, DeMarco Farr. This is from what year? This is like 1991. Yeah, 1990, is, this, this is what I call Death Valley for R&B. Death Valley? Oh, this is, no. Just no. Like this is the golden the era. Yes. Where literally every song sounds exactly like that. They're no. all the same. No. All of them. Om, we were national champions when this was out. Yes. Imagine our parties. This. <laughs> yes. It was on. Oh, yeah. Oh, because you, you've seen Love slow, and Basketball, right? Have you seen the movie cool Love and Basketball? Yeah. Yes, I've Did seen Did you like the music that was in Love and Basketball? Yeah, fine. I like that the, is I like basically the, I like late 80s, early 90s. I like the movie more than I like the... the if you're playing Love and Basketball while, you're, while I'm doing this, sure, I'll like it better. The music on that soundtrack is amazing. I don't own the soundtrack to Love oh. and Basketball. We're going we're, we're gonna to work on you. <laughs> I am much more likely to, to like the soundtrack to The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh. Wow. You went back there. I'm just saying. I like it. You rock, homie. Play me some Teddy Pendergrast. Is that Marcus Harold Peters? Melvin and the Blue Notes. Don't play that again. That is Marcus. You don't like that? Don't play that again. Are you right, homie? <laughs> Are you right, homie? Been there. How about that, though, DeMarco? You yeah. being a part of the team. Yeah, man. Uh, how do you feel about I've Marcus Peters running into the crowd? Sometimes that stuff that comes out of the crowd, sometimes it gets your attention, no matter how much you want to block it out. Sometimes <laughs> they are really trying to get at you, and you do want to turn around and go up in there. Are you right, homie? Really? And you, but, know, you do one of these. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, if you were trying to get a rise out of somebody, you pick the right one. Uh, he is not messing around. What was funny about it is like yeah. he was, we saw it, we, I, I couldn't see from where I was sitting, you know where we sit in the yeah, press yeah. box, I don't have, I can't see the front row of yeah. like, the stands and whatever, but um, people saw it, people saw Marcus no Peters moving up in there, and then he was asked about it after the game, he was like, oh no, we were just you know, messing yeah, around with yeah. another thing, and then you see the, the, the clip come, and you're like, well, that was a little more than a thing. Yeah, man. The league is full of fake tough guys, and he's not one of them. <laughs> no, he's... Just be careful. That's, right. That's same neighborhood as Marshawn, right? Yeah, and yeah. Tlaib. I mean, just be careful. They're not messing around. You know, no. the fans that yell at players, they like to yell at the guys is that they think they can get to them, but then they don't want a piece of them. Not at all. When the guy actually turns and looks at them and says something back. You know? Are you right, homie? <laughs> I, I mean, look, I, there are times, and I know, like, the chances of a professional athlete, like do, in the course of me doing my job, or even the guy sitting in the crowd that Marcus Peters, Marcus Peters knows I can take this this far, but I can't swing at a guy. Like my career could be over if I swing at a guy. But you know he'll maybe take the fine for going up near the stands or whatever. But even just doing my job, there are times when like you talk to a guy and you're genuinely intimidated, and you know there's like a ninety nine point nine 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 percent chance. Yeah. That he would never, under any circumstances, no matter what you said about his mother, his children, whatever, lay a finger on you. And you're still kind of like, I'm scared to ask this guy a question. Be they're careful. Just, they're so physically and sort of attitudinally intimidating. I, I always, like, just be careful around Sue. That's what I'd say. He, he is a yeah. good example because he is a gigantic yes. human being. If he loses it, you're in trouble. I saw yeah. Dominic, like we were talking with and during Purgatory. Uh, about how he hasn't made a lot of impact plays on, mm-hmm. and that's true. But I did see him. I think was it the Lions game where he used an offensive lineman to tackle the running back. We like yes. picked up the lineman and just tackled the running back with him. Yes, like you're a strong person if you can do that. Absolutely, he, he's 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 very big. <laughs> he's, he's, he's he's very, very strong. Very big. Very Who's very the big scariest and person you ever uh, had to interview? Like, you know, I asked, after game or whatever. I asked Gary Klein about that yeah. from the LA Times about this because when Talib and then Marcus Peters was doing their press conference, he was the only one that actually stepped to him. 
Well, everyone else stepped back. I was standing next to Donald, and I yeah. didn't notice. So, like, so if you missed it in the locker room, because guys were, this was a different. You saw a different yeah. locker room after the loss over the weekend than anything. Like these guys were edgy. Even Brockers. I wanted to tell everyone that was going to ask questions: make sure you ask a good question. A good question. Yes. Like Brockers, who is normally as accommodating and kind of gregarious with the media as possible. Like the minute he thought he was done, he's like, yeah. "That was you said last." He, even he was tight. Don't with, him with and Haw. Ask them right. direct questions. So, the media, I, as far as I could tell, the media got around Marcus Peters, and nobody would ask a question. And so he's like, "All right, whatever, done." And he, but he spent the next like forty five seconds yelling at people to either ask him a question, or whatever. And then Gary, and eventually, <laughs> yeah, the, the well, print, Tlaib, the print media, they eventually waited for Tlaib to like to turn around so they can interview. And then he right. turned around and said, "Okay, what do you got?" And someone asked the first question, and his answer was, "We're eleven and three. And he just paused, and he waited, and no one said a word. He said, okay, I'm gone. Right. And then Peter said, that's all you have for him? That's all you had for Tlaib. And that's when he started going. And he went for like, th- yeah. yelled for like a long time. But the only one that walked towards him was Gary Klein. Well, I wasn't. That was I, impressive. I wasn't sure, but Gary, yeah. Gary's a big guy, too. Yeah, yeah. So, so I asked him. He's like, been around for a while. So I asked the most intimidating interview, like anybody you've been in front of with a microphone that you were like, oh, my God. Um, let, let me be on my P's and Q's right now. Uh, I would probably say Lawrence Taylor. Ooh. Ooh, I yeah. can see that. LT was a guy that you just didn't want to really mess with. Uh, I got toward him a little bit toward the end of his playing day. So, like, he was still very intimidating. There's a lot of guys. I mean, like, Brandon Jacobs, when I covered the Giants. Oh, man. Um, huge guy. Yeah, yeah. And he also could be, uh, you know, he could be moody. Not LeBron? LeBron, I mean, Le- no. LeBron is LeBron, man. I mean, I think LeBron's. A, Le- you know what, LeBron. LeBron is pretty good, and, and he's been right. very he's good. Very since he's very in tune with his image, and LeBron cares about what it looks like if he tees off yeah. on a reporter. It looks surly, or looks. He's very like to me. Like the two guys that stick out. I once tried Kobe? to talk to Kenyon Martin. Okay, yeah, yeah. I covered after, Kenyon Martin Ooh. after a really bad loss. Yeah, and I was like. I really don't want him. Like and again, you know, he's not. Kenny Martin's not going to hit me. Yeah, but it's just like. I don't want him to even get mad at me. Like I don't want him Kenyon. What Kenyon would yeah, get mad at Charles guys. Oakley is the other guy that was Charles scared Oakley. The, the crap Charles out of me. Oakley though it was is one of the nicest guys, and he also uh, was pretty good. He his intimidation he factor looked, he, is like based on how he plays, right? But it, with the media, he was very good. Like Larry Johnson could be pretty surly, mm-hmm. but Larry Johnson was also very good to the local media. He knew the difference between the guys who covered his team. And then for some reason, I think he saw the media that didn't cover his team as kind of like enemies sometimes. Um, Charles Oakley was so like, Barkley could be intimidating at times, uh, because Barkley, you just never knew what he was going to say, but Barkley was also a really nice guy. But yeah, there were, there were guys that were like, Kenyon Martin, yeah, if you Kenyon caught him in the wrong me. mood. Like, it's just like, Stephon Marbury could be yeah. pretty moody back in the day. Really? Yeah. Then, okay. then it just got weird. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there's a there's a ton of those guys. I probably blocked a lot of those guys out of my mind. You know, who uh, always Kobe would light me? you up if you asked him a really yes. stupid question, but that was you know it's okay. Rondo always surprises me when he gives an answer because of the way he plays. Yeah. You think he'd be surly, but he's really kind of. Rondo also though is a little little strange sometimes. It's like, not that, he'll yeah, give it's... you like a a weird answer, and you can't tell if he's messing with you or if he's being for real. No, seriously. <laughs> really? Like and so the media is still trying to like figure out Rondo at times. What the, I think what what gets what's always always is funny is when like certain guys kind of just play along like cuz we ask we the you know the 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 media at large ask horrible questions. 
with well, uh, what percentage? Not horrible of, questions. Yeah, what percentage yeah. of the questions you ask, Om, as a collective, would you classify as just bad questions, or poorly phrased, or poorly thought out? Oh, asking, I, sixty-five, seventy percent. <laughs> no, no. Talk about how did you lose? Yeah. So, so a <laughs> lot of times when I'm on, in a scrum, yeah. Don't tell me yet. Oh no! Again. Om Young with Sook sitting in. Brian Kamenetsky, DeMarco Farr, ESPN LA.